All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of The Backdoor Cover, presented by BetterThanVegas.com. I'm Blackjack, that's Brian, that beautiful bastard down there is Kyle. Kyle, we have a very special guest tonight. I'm very excited. What is apparently your new best friend, WWE Hall of Famer, Olympic gold medalist, and legitimate American hero, Kurt Mm -hmm. Angle. That's my boy. That's my boy. And uh, I'm willing to fight Colby Covington over him using his music last night. Colby's a good wrestler. I don't have a lot of cardio, so I'm going to have to have that Masvidal technique and get this done early. But Colby Covington can fuck right off. Like, I, I need to know that for sure that he asked permission to use that music, number one. Well, Remember you talked to Kurt. I mean, you yeah. talked to him about it. Yeah, we're we're, we're going to get it sorted out uh, here. I, I think it needs to be an immediate cease and desist, and Colby needs an ass whooping. Of course, he's a, he's a tough guy. It's going to be a little bit difficult. But I feel like if I had Kurt Angle helping me, I could probably take him. Don't you think? Yeah, I think just, Kurt maybe could talk to Brock and Brock can come help you. <laughs> yeah, that's what, like, I'll just, you know, I'm going to be the guy behind, like, on all fours. I'll have Angle wrestle him down, and then, you know, I'll throw a couple of ceremonial elbows just to just to get him, and then I'll let Kurt finish him off, wrap him up, and, and grapple yeah, him Yeah, so we're going to have Kurt Angle, uh, that interview, very shortly here. Um, but first, before we do that, you know, let's get into our usual bullshit that we do at, at this mm-hmm. at this hour. Um one thing I want to bring up, and Brian and I were just talking about this a little while ago. I don't know if you saw, Kyle. Um, I know you've been boning up on your NCAA men's basketball because you are paired with Kurt Angle. In our I've, been bo- I've been boning up. We've had, we've had a couple of break, days break from the kids, so I've been boning up, that's for sure. Kurt's going to be very disappointed if you get bounced in the first round. <laughs> we're not getting bounced in the first round. I'm coming in okay. high. So, Illinois beat Iowa tonight. I saw something about this. I know about this. A co-regular season Big Ten title, and they storm the court. That's the dumbest thing. I think the storming the court shit is just really overplayed at this point. Like, unless you beat the number one team in the country, or you win, you know, it. I guess if you win your conference tournament, I know they're neutral sites, but, like, if your fans there want to go and celebrate it, fine. But, like, you beat Iowa in a regular season game to have a co-Big Ten champion with Wisconsin. What do we do? I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I, I, to me, it feels like uh, getting excited over beating an eight-year-old at arm wrestling. First of all, Iowa, I, I saw that they're ranked, so that's I, – I mean, didn't even know Iowa had a basketball team. Illinois was favored at home. And didn't cover. <laughs> and, and didn't did cover. cover. Yeah, did not cover the spread. Uh, well, it just shows you they're a bunch of fucking morons. You know, that just tells you what it is right there. They're, they're, they're all a bunch of NASCAR fans storming the court. And uh, that's whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, that, now that's what I would look forward to is in a NASCAR race, the fans storming the track, maybe a couple cars bang, bang, bang into them. Doing that would be a lot of fun. Yes. Could you imagine that? <laughs> storming the racetrack. Thousands of, of wildly drunk NASCAR fans <laughs> storming the racetrack. It would be the best. That is something. Track, track most likely it would happen. Has to be Talladega, right? Oh, of course. 1,000% Talladega. <laughs> those tight corners, too. You're not going to see a lot of those fans. Someone comes around. You know, you get a real prick. Like, you know, Kyle Busch. Someone's hopping right. in a car. Kyle, Someone's uh, if uh, Tony Stewart were still driving, you know, he'd have no problem hitting them. Is it too soon? Oh, for that oh Jesus. <laughs> is that too soon Jesus. for that joke? That or? is too soon. I don't even Tony know that Blackjack knows he actually hit and killed somebody. <laughs> I do. But Tony Stewart would 100% okay. blow him down. Tell me he wouldn't. Yes. He would just you, you know who down. else would? Paco Lopez. 
also true. Uh, it's a yeah. horse racing reference for those of you who probably don't give a shit about horse racing. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, we've got March Madness coming up. Uh, for those of you who have not entered our tournament, betterthanvegas.com, click on March Madness on the banner and enter. It is totally free to enter. $3,500 in prizes are being awarded completely free. I mean, it's stupid not to do it. We're giving away thousands of dollars of money for free here. We're all in it. We're ineligible yeah. to win. Kyle is. Kyle can win. Um, but Brian and I can't. Um, why, why, why can I win? I love that. Why, why? Well, we're full-time. Oh, okay. I see. Okay. I'm not going to take see. my boss's money in a tournament. That feels icky. Fuck it. I'll do it. I know you will. You and Kurt Angle could be in line for a nice payout. Yeah, there we go. We'll go to Vegas. No shot. It, it, it feels, I'm not going to lie, like, I, I do not think I should be the favorite coming into this. I don't think our team should be the favorites coming into this. That's for sure. You're the only bus. team with two cappers on it. Yeah, two cappers, and I still think we should probably have a plus symbol next to our uh, next to our odds. I'm thinking, I, almost feel, I almost feel like they should record themselves discussing who they're taking. Yeah, it's going to be uh, – gonna Recording be Kyle doing anything is risky. It's a very risky There's game. one point during this interview that you're about to watch with Kurt Angle where Kurt literally says to Kyle, you realize this is going out to the public, brother, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a risky game. I tell people, don't have me on speakerphone when I call you because you don't know – like if your kids are around and I'm – I might – you just never kids, know. Kids, significant other, parents. She never – it happened to my kids. uncle – I was watching. Uh, I was watching Snapped. I got on a Snapped streak oh where I was just God. watching female that killers. Right? Not want to date anybody. Yes, and so I called. I called my stepdad and my uncle that day and said, "Listen, just for a few days, I want you to not eat anything that the ladies make for you. You know, tell Aunt Robin you'll get your own coffee because that bitch might kill you." Well, he has me on speakerphone. She hasn't talked to me since. She's still pissed off about it. <laughs> I called and warned him that she was probably going to kill him, and that I mean, I did embellish a little bit. Like we know you guys are only married now for the money. It's too expensive to get divorced, and you sleep in different beds. So uh, just be real careful. She did not appreciate my uh, humor with that one. It's surprising that there are some women that don't appreciate your humor. <laughs> shocking, shocking, right? Speaking of snapped, um, Carrie's alive and well. Mm-hmm. Uh, she I saw pregnant? that she liked a tweet. I saw that she liked a tweet. I saw that. I mean, it doesn't really mean anything. Well, we put out a podcast yesterday. You didn't listen to it for all the Kentucky basketball inside. I'm, I'm, I'm going to listen. Well, I was I was enamored today by the Kentucky women for winning their first conference title in what since 1982, since the year yeah. I was born. Congratulations so to the to the ladies of Kentucky. Um, yeah, you yeah. really should listen to Brian and his wife's new podcast. I will. Kentucky I will. Basketball Married to the Game. It's available on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere else. If for nothing else, she just unloads on him. I love that. Like, I cannot fucking this wait. This podcast <laughs> is going to become her personal, like like you know, sounding board for mm-hmm. all issues she has with Brian. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also. Just for the record, watching the women's game, she made a very similar comment that I make about Bryce Hopkins, one of our players. And I'm like, oh, so it's It's okay to bash the ladies, just not Bryce Hopkins. Maybe there's a crush there. I don't know. Are you feeling a little insecure? I mean, would it be shocking? She can have it. I mean, would it be shocking if Carrie had a crush on another man? You have a face only a mother could love. (laughs) What the hell are we supposed to do here? Jesus Christ. (laughs) 
I couldn't help it. You teed that up for me. Like that was way too easy. I'm sorry. Yeah, you striped it right down the middle. <laughs> I did. That's that's a double off the wall. <laughs> I want you to know too, Kyle, and this is a, a, a credit <laughs> to you, and you can take this as a feather in your cap. I was talking to uh, to Brian's parents the other night on the phone, and his mother said that um, she's come around on you. She actually likes you quite a bit now. I like that. Well, I've tried to soften my stance. Well, I don't know, soften my stance, but maybe not be so vocal about it. I think that's not talk about religion as much. As much. I mean, it's hard not to do that in this space because there's, you know, you see a lot of things, especially when you see what's happening in Ukraine, then you really want to unload on that beautiful bastard up in the skies, right? And ask him, you know, what the hell's going on here? But uh, apparently, uh, God likes Putin. I don't know what to say. Speaking of, um, real quick little side note Russia, Ukraine. Yesterday, And I know you all don't follow Formula One, but you understand it's a big sport around the world. It may not be as big here, but, you know, whatever. Nikita Mazepin, who was driving for Haas Racing, was fired yesterday, released from his contract, solely because he's Russian. He had previously told the FIA, who's in charge of F1, that whatever stipulations they put out there, no flag, no mentioning that he is Russian, no political statements, nothing. Just I'm going to go in, drive my car and leave. That's it. And he, he accepted all of it and they fired him a couple weeks before the season starts right or wrong. Yeah. I don't think we should be punishing individual Russians. Cause I think most Russians are against this. Um, I don't yeah, know. It's tough. I think it, it when seems... you're talking about like, like international play and there is a Russian yeah. team that's different because even though those individuals are being punished, you are saying that the nation of Russia can't compete. I I don't know whether this driver lives in Russia. I don't know what his ties are to Russia. I don't really yeah. care. I mean, if we want to be perfectly honest here, Alex Ovechkin has been more pro-Putin than any Russian athlete in the world over the last few years. I mean, he has been – his Instagram profile picture is a photo of him and Vladimir Putin. Right. Now, and that so, so maybe that's some uh, – I kind of here. Here's kind of my stance on it. Like I, I don't think that Haas did it solely because, like, hey, he's Russian. Like I have to. I think as a company standpoint, from coming from them, they're going to take a lot of heat for having a Russian driver. That's why they did it. I don't. I don't think that's necessarily right. Is is mind blowing to me. Like even to this right now, like the uh, his official Instagram, Alexander Ovechkin with the check mark, the photo. Is him and Vladimir Putin? Yeah, see that right now. See, for, for me, he should be penalized by the NHL for that because I think you do have a responsibility not to encourage vile or endorse it if you're not necessarily, you know, if you're just, just a like, Russian guy. Yeah, I mean, you shouldn't be, you don't necessarily have to be obligated to say what your personal stance is. We see a lot of NBA players and NFL players do the exact same thing. We sort of saw it. That scenario with the Colin Kaepernick thing, right? Like not every player wanted to say what they were about. They wanted just to kind of keep it quiet. And usually when they were asked about it, asked Drew Brees, it turns into a situation that you don't want it to turn into. But uh, – and Russians aren't really allowed to protest. We know that, right? They get arrested. So, so it's really difficult for them to come out because I think we all know what happens. I mean, you do anything – I mean, ask Brittany Griner right now. How happy she is that she had the tiniest bit of hash oil. What, what a moron. She's a fucking moron. this woman been in jail for three weeks and we're just hearing about this it's now? unbelievable. Well, to, 
to be fair, we're taking what they're saying is fact, and who knows? She could have been taken in yesterday, and they just said three weeks ago. Well, Brittany Griner's not great at decision-making, too. Brittany Griner's kind of a weird chick. I follow WNBA pretty close. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my favorite storylines ever in WNBA history is her and Glory Johnson, another WNBA player, at the altar. I can't remember which one left the other one. It's, it's been a few years, but they were essentially engaged. They were going to get married. One of them left the other one at the altar because I believe it was Brittany Griner had an affair the night before the wedding. Uh, Glory Johnson, I believe, found out. I'd have to double-check that, so don't quote me on that. It's one way or the other, and they left each other at the altar. Then they had to play each other that next season. So you're just waiting for that first game like, holy shit, they probably not talked. They hate each other. They left each other at the altar, and here they are guarding each other underneath the basket in a WNBA game. Uh, yeah, what, what had happened, and this is, this is according to People.com, um, is that they actually did get married. Uh, they were married for 28 days. Oh, okay. Well, that's, and that's then during that 28 days, Glory Johnson uh, became pregnant. Um, this was supposed to be their baby. Um, and they got into a physical altercation in a yes. Goodyear, Arizona home, which resulted in arrests and suspensions for both. Yeah. Um, awesome. I believe the understanding here is that Brittany Griner uh, had the Affair. infidelity the night prior. To and, and, and if you looked at Brittany Griner, like, so Smoke show. you remember that uh, Bloodsport, you know, Van Damme and Bloodsport, the guy he fought mm. fights at the end? That's what Brittany Griner looks like, like the dude at the end of Bloodsport. The fucking scary guy from Bloodsport <laughs> is fucking Brittany Griner. Plain and simple. There it is. <laughs> There it is. To say. Wow. Just, fucking pull up a picture of them both. I'm telling you right now. Do you remember when she said she would beat Demarcus Cousins one on one? She yeah. probably could. Stop. No, she's actually she's actually not very good. She's she's kind of a lumbering, overrated WNBA player. She's just taller. Than she's, she's like six like nine. The Sean Dudley of the WNBA. Yes, yes, yes. Sean Bradley. The Sean Bradley. Bradley. Yes, the Wait, Sean Bradley. Was Dudley too, wasn't? Yeah, there? that was uh, that was Chris Dudley, the uh, Chris worst. Dudley, that's I it. believe Chris Dudley has the distinction of being the worst free throw shooter in NBA history. I'll merge uh, the two tall white guys. Shout yeah. out! Congratulations. Yeah, Chris. I I believe his career the free throw percentage was like something like forty seven percent from the free throw line. It's something outrageous. I'll look it up, but it's fucking terrible. absolutely terrible. On that but note, I think we we get to uh, we get to Kurt Angle. Let's um, do it. Kurt was an unbelievable sport. Brian and, and uh, Kyle had a chance to talk to him for a half hour. And I mean, he really didn't beg off of anything. And Kyle was just Kyle. So I got more WNBA shit to bag on when this is done, too, because uh, I love to get fun of storylines. Research your WNBA. We'll get back to it. But here yeah. is Kurt Angle in his debut performance on the Backdoor Cover. Backdoor Cover. And obviously, this is a very special episode of the Backdoor Cover. Because we have someone that everybody knows and respects. Like, no one respects me. No one respects Brian. But everyone on this damn planet respects our American hero, Olympic gold medalist, WWF champion, the one, the only, Kurt Angle. It's true. And we're really excited to have you. And Kurt, before, I mean, this show gets wild. You know that, right? So shit's going to get weird in here. And I'm going to talk okay. about things that you've probably never talked about before. So we go off the subject quite a bit. Oh, God, yeah. There's going to be – there's going to – we might talk abortion. We might talk anal. I don't know what we're going to talk in here. <laughs> this is going to be a lot like a WWF locker room, if you will. 
How you doing today? And thank you, seriously. That thank dirty? you for joining us. Really? Oh, we get dirty in here. We've it, shown my girlfriend's ass in here. We've done a lot of things on this show, man. <laughs> a lot of things on this show. We're gonna have a lot of fun. Don't worry, it's late Sunday night, so we don't get in that much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Center. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We do it late Sunday night. We try. We don't promote it. Well, we promote it a little bit hard, but so far I've got, not gotten in trouble with any of my other sponsors or anything so i'm just assuming they don't watch so this one's a little nerve-wracking <laughs> you're one lucky man i'm a lucky man people are gonna watch because kurt angle's here how you doing today brother i'm doing well how you guys doing good 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 Bio, how are you yeah i'm i'm well man alive and kicking it's a little warm out here in in kentucky uh you know nice to get out of that cold weather i'm sure kurt's been dealing with it too oh it's oh yeah here. yeah it's nice to have warm weather for a change I played golf like a week and a half ago, and then it's been freezing cold ever since. Absolutely freezing yeah. cold. Brian, where are you? Where are you like? Where I'm in Southern Oregon, a little small town in Southern Oregon, and it's cold. But it, I mean, the windshield's frozen over this morning when you wake up. Absolutely. Does it cool. rain a lot up there? Rains a lot, yet? snows a lot too. You get a lot of snow and a lot of rain, and then you have these dry, just hotter than shit summers, you know, 95, but dry. So it's a pain in the ass. Brian, before we get too far, can we do a wellness check on Carrie? Usually we're recording this a little bit later. Is your <laughs> wife still alive? So, Kurt, she if you is. don't know, uh, Brian <laughs> always makes excuses why his wife can't be on camera or say hi. And he's he's got the best ways of getting away with murder. So we're very <laughs> concerned that she's in pieces in his freezer. And I just want to make sure that Carrie. Uh, okay. Yeah, she's alive and well. Obviously, we're doing this a little earlier. Has so anyone ever seen her? Yes, no, yes, that's, the, that's the problem, Kurt. That's the problem is we don't see Carrie, and it's always an excuse. We'll hear her in the in the background, but he could just hit a button and make her voice appear, right? So I, he's full of shit. I know he's full of shit. And, so uh, you got to tell him how this all started, Kurt, because you know I work from home, obviously, and and she she works at a job that she goes to, and. Um, one day she comes home for lunch and I've been watching a lot of investigation discovery, lots of murder shows. So I had to go pick something up at the grocery and like, I made sure I stood in front of the surveillance camera just in case I came back home and she wasn't alive. And I, I would obviously have an alibi and show people I didn't do it. Cause I love my wife dearly and I would never do such a thing. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, these guys took off and ran with it. And now it's, it's an every week thing. We're, we're severely yeah, but have they seen her since? No, that's the problem. First off, right first off Blackjack has seen her. Blackjack knows she's alive and well. He just plays to the camera. He has I, never I mean, told me that once. We have private texts where he literally is concerned about her well-being. I know that. I could try FaceTime her right now. <laughs> you could try to, yeah, you could try. To, do you see how that works, Kurt? I could try to FaceTime her right now, and it'll be a broken up video. How do we know when you took that video? How do we She's know? At the doctor's office with my son. What do you, I don't know. What, I don't know what you want with for me. So like, doctor's do office. So we're now calling the freezer the doctor's office. Uh, That's yeah. good. So, <laughs> very, very nice to know. Obviously, Kurt. It's honestly, it's an honor to have you on the backdoor cover. It gets a little raw. We have a lot of fun, and I'm yes, sure people. Do. I have a ton of great wrestling questions because I'm I loved wrestling growing That's up. Shoot, yep. shoot. I love Throw the back. history of less wrestling, especially going back to the territory days. You know, driving in cars, you hear about you know Ric Flair driving around with Rikishi in 1975, and they're stopping off in Fort Lauderdale and banging 45 hookers, and Ric Flair's got a 14-inch dong, he's swinging around the club <laughs> everywhere, which naked. I absolutely naked, absolutely love it. But one question, yeah, it's it's a little bit boring, but 
you were an all-world Olympic champion, college champion, the best wrestler in the entire world, the Olympic gold medalist. What was that transition like from going from a serious wrestler to all of a sudden now having to play to a crowd? They threw you. I mean, you were an instant hit. You were an instant star in the company. Obviously, you gave that legitimate aura to it because you were an Olympic gold. It's true. You really did. it, And that was around the time when people started to find out that it was entertainment, not, you know, and that some of that stuff. And you gave it that instant sort of legitimate vibe being an Olympic gold medalist. Was that hard to do or did, was it easy for you? It was the hardest transition I ever had to make. Uh, you know, in amateur wrestling, you're taught to show no emotion. And you can't let the your opponent know you're afraid, you're scared, you're nervous. Uh, so you kind of go in there emotionless. And not only that, but you go by instinct. You know, your, right. your wrestling moves, you go by reaction. So, you know, you initiate a, a move and then the other person counters and then you counter. Uh, in WWE, you have to think about everything you're doing. You have to plan it out. You have to memorize everything. Um, not only that, but you have to show emotion. You have to show when you're scared, when you're angry. Um, there were a lot of things that were the opposite that I had to work on. But when I threw everything into that and I focused solely on professional wrestling, I picked it up pretty damn quickly. I mean, I was yeah, only did. training for six or seven months before they put me on TV. I was relatively new. And uh, within a year of me being on TV, I won the world championship. So I was only in the business a year and a half from when I started to where I became the world champion. It was crazy. I don't know how I did it. Um, you know, everybody tells me it's, it's the toughest thing to pick up on is professional wrestling. But for me, it happened pretty quickly. But I, I, had, a, I had a passion for it. I actually loved pro wrestling more than I did Olympic-style wrestling. Interesting. So, so you did, like, love it growing up. There was, like, a... a no, was I didn't watch. You didn't watch? <laughs> That's the crazy thing. I never watched it. I, I was told by my brothers, who were all badasses. They were all older than me, all yeah. amateur wrestlers. They said, don't watch that crap. That's fake. Our stuff is real. We're the real deal. Those guys are fake as shit. Don't, you know, don't yeah. watch it. So I never watched it. That I didn't watch it until even after I had a meeting in 1996 with Vince McMahon right after the Olympics. And he offered me a, a multi-million dollar deal right off the bat. And I went back home and my agent said, you're not going to do this crap. My agent was a former amateur wrestler too. He's an NFL agent. And he said, you're not going to do this crap. Um, uh, I'm going to find you something else. Well, <laughs> he didn't find me anything else. So eventually I started watching Raw, uh, you know, WWE, and I fell in love with Stone Cold. And yeah. I was like, I could do this stuff. I know I could do this stuff. I'm a great athlete. I don't know if I'm going to be able to entertain as well as The Rock in Austin. I didn't know if I had that entertainment aspect. But I knew I could get in there and uh, work on my skills and become a good professional wrestler, at least a solid one. So I started studying Stone Cold Steve Austin in 1998. And I decided to call the WWE halfway through the year. And I said, is that contract still stand? And they said, no, but you can come oh, up shit. and try out. <laughs> it was like, oh, shit. Fucking now agent. I had to try out. I had, a, I had a $10 million deal uh, that, that I actually threw away. And now I have to start by trying out. And my first contract, I got $50,000 for one year. That was, no, that was my contract. Yeah. So, it was a so huge that first difference. year, when you're adding legitimacy to WWF, Vince McMahon's greedy ass is paying you 50K? <laughs> well, you know what? I, I passed up the opportunity, and I think they were trying to stick it to me. And and I, yeah. I get it. You know, I, 
I, I didn't take them seriously the first time. And the second time I was coming back, like, hey, guys, I'm here. Are you ready to take me? Yeah. And they're like, nope. Because they were doing really well. You know, this was the Attitude yeah. Era. Yeah. And uh, they didn't need a Kurt Angle at this particular time. Oh, you know, bullshit. Until, bullshit you know, they the didn't. Austin left, did they need a Kurt Angle? They needed Kurt Angle then because you needed all the, I mean, WCW was thriving at the time, even though they it were was, running. Yes. Like a, I was like watching a psych- both companies at the time. Right. And, th- th- you know, WCW started to go off the rails, which is, a, you know, they started having the inmates run the asylum. And when you let Hulk Hogan make and Kevin Nash make all the decisions, those that kind of shit's going to happen, right? But they needed a Kurt Angle because you were an instant hit i mean an instant hit i love how they gave you the blue blazer music first of all because i love that uh, or the patriots music excuse me the, the patriots, patriots music. but i mean no when you, when i go back and rewatch, sometimes i'll sit around and watch the old pay-per-views i'll start in like 91 when i was a little kid and hulk hogan's beating sergeant slaughter and i cry a little bit you know and i make sure nobody's watching but as you go through no one remembers fucking patriot okay no one gives a damn about the Patriot. when that music hits you say you suck but you were an instant hit that I mean, we sort of talked about this before, but that angle with Stephanie McMahon and Triple H was absolutely beautiful. Were there people in the company that resented you for how fast you were climbing to the top? Were there people trying to hold you? You down? know what? That's a funny question because they didn't show it. I mean, if if they were uh, jealous or you know, kind of uh, pissed off at my, you know, rising so quickly, uh, nobody ever said anything. But that angle with Stephanie and Triple H that put me on the map. That's what took me to the next level. And it put me in the main event level for good. You know, I kind of live that in real life. My girlfriend's ex-husband is a total (laughs) cuck like you were playing. Like, just a total pussy. I even took him to work the other day. Just like a little boy. (laughs) No, you did not. I fucking took him to work. He's just like you know, this, Lino, this, this this is going out to the public, brother. You know, yes, absolutely. Oh, no, yeah. it's fine. Kurt, obviously, you probably haven't seen previous shows. We've heard this girl he's currently seeing. Like, I, I, I feel dirty even talking about how they got together and all that. Like, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. and it's all been open since day one. Open book, every little bit told Look, to the public. Kurt, there's alpha males and there's betas this guy's a beta it's really sad like you know <laughs> like even like he sometimes pisses me off and i think about just kicking his ass and you see him it's like oh it's he's a little boy he's like you know 12 years younger and just <laughs> timid and you know weak uh <laughs> but i sort of live i'm sort of the triple h and he's sort of the kurt angle you know that stephanie stephanie let me do this uh it's I honest to God live that storyline in real life right now. <laughs> Is that I why you liked it so much? I fucking love it, and I understand Triple H's frustration. I'm ready. I'm ready just to smash down, but I can't because you see him. He's such a little baby. It's just sad. Yeah, it was it was a fun angle. I I don't know if Triple H had fun doing it, but I certainly did. Hey, can I ask about now? This might be you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but I know right around that time Triple H and China, Joni were married right or engaged they were dating i think they were yeah. pretty serious they might have even have been engaged i'm not yeah. sure yeah right I, something like that and then he got hurt and stephanie sort of like was helping take care of him on the road and they hook up and she stayed with the company and was a huge star i mean intercontinental champion i mean the only female intercontinental champion right yeah was that weird in the in, backstage like how did that play out it was really uncomfortable and uh you know the whole situation I don't blame either one of them. It, was, it just yeah. happened. That's just the way it is. Sometimes that's how life comes. Throw, you know, you throw your curveball, and China got a curveball thrown at her. And uh, unfortunately, um, 
you know, she did uh, continue to shine in the WWE for a little while, and then they let her go. And it was yeah. like, oh, shit, you know, uh, what's going on here? And she was yeah. a good wrestler. She was good yeah, in the yeah. ring. Yeah, she was really good. I actually wrestled her. She was great. Yeah. She yeah. was a little bit limited, but what she did was really good. She was incredible. Yeah. And um, I, I'm not sure what occurred, why she got released. You know, the, the answer is probably obvious, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, that, that was the that was the end of China. I mean, she, she uh, yeah. you know, she was in a little bit of a, you know, Mm -hmm. She was going down the drain pretty quickly after that. It was, and it sticks because she got hot. When she came in, she was a little bit burly, a little bit bulkier. Like, okay, that's the catcher on the softball team, right? I mean, that's what we're all saying. <laughs> we can say that. Yeah, she got super hot, got a little boom. You're like, whoa, she, she wait got in the Playboy magazine. Basically, yeah. yeah, what happened was at like 14, I'm like, China, gross. At 16, I'm like, okay, let me uh, get a poster <laughs> of China and rub one out on Sunday nights. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. You know what? She did it. She did herself justice. She she yeah. also had um cosmetic surgery on her face and she, right. she did an incredible job. Whatever doctors that worked on her did amazing. I mean, she she really looked she was beautiful. She really was. Yeah, she really was. Uh, shout out China's cool, doctors. Shout, shout out China's doctors. And you know, look, we're not even shaming the dead right now. Look at that. We're we're improving here on the backdoor cover because usually <laughs> I'm either killing people who are not dead or saying things that I'm not supposed to say. Also, update my <laughs> wife did just text me a minute ago. So oh she did she text me? Oh did she? so you say that's convenient. Exactly. That's real fucking exactly. convenient. Did it happen? Let me ask one? you one thing. Let me ask Kurt one thing about about he said you wrestled China. You know, obviously they've gotten away from that, and the Attitude Era was a different era. And you know, now if you have a male wrestle a female, I mean, there'll be all sorts of people calling for cancellation of WWE for you know domestic type things. Like, what was it? Was it uncomfortable wrestling a woman at that time, or was it just uh, you know part of the job? <laughs> you know what? I, I I did get yelled at by Vince McMahon because. There was a spot in the match where I forgot what I was going to do, and I punched her in the face. <laughs> yes. And Vince was like, listen, you're wrestling a woman, which is bad enough as it is, but you don't punch her in the face. Even if I pulled the punch, he didn't want men throwing punches at women, even uh, back then. But women wait, could so wrestle he... men as long as they did wrestling moves. But now gotcha. you're not going to see that anymore. Yeah. So Vince Vince McMahon's okay with Triple H like defecating Kane's dead girlfriend in a coffin, <laughs> but you can't punch yes. a woman yes. in the face. What can't the hell is that? Can't punch her in the face. Face. No. punch. I mean, I have a oh, beautiful wait. girlfriend, but sometimes God. I want to punch her square in the face. Don't how many right how now. many times how many times in middle school did you get sent to the principal's office for doing the DX suck it, by the way? Uh, like 47,000 fucking times. <laughs> yeah. I went to private school. I just basically lived lived at the principal's office because yeah. anybody that irritated me in the slightest bit got, got crotch Well, And I love Shawn Michaels. And Shawn I still Michaels. do it to this day, to be honest. When, when, when I was 11 years old, I would put the tape across, you know, like my mom's old journey tapes, and then I would record Shawn Michaels' entrance, and then I would make a belt, set up the mattresses, play the entrance music while I walk in, dance like a sexy boy, even though I didn't even have any hair on my nuts, and just start <laughs> rocking and rolling. So, yeah, I love DX that's, just a little bit. That's so, so funny, Shawn too. Michaels is the guy. 
Shawn Michaels was my dude. You know, so I went through phases. So I was a little guy. Obviously, I lived and breathed Hulk Hogan. I mean, who didn't? You know, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. When Hulk Hogan pulled the urn apart and dumped it all out at uh, Saturday in Texas in 1991 to get his title back from The Undertaker, I fucking cried. I was watching it. I was a poor kid, so I watched it in Scramble. You know, you, you remember those old cable boxes where you could get the pay-per-view on like yeah. channel one or two and it's in scramble and I was just crying. Then as I got a little bit older, I loved a little little bit of Brett the Hitman Heart, but then I got into Shawn Michaels. Like I love the rockers and Marty Janetti and that whole thing with Buddy Love at the at the love show when he kicked him through the window and the glass and the whole thing. Then I was in on Shawn Michaels. And then, of course, it moved on to Stone Cold. But I got to tell you, Kurt Angle, I loved the Kurt Angle thing. And I love that a real wrestler is like, it's a real guy. Everyone tells me this is fake. That's an Olympic gold medalist kicking people's asses out there. I know for a fact it's real. You can go fuck yourself. And, I, you know, I, so I was a big, 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 big Kurt Angle guy. Thank you. I did bring some legitimacy to promise. You did. You really did. Much like Brock Lesnar. The best suplexer to ever exist in the in WWF. I don't give a shit what Brock Lesnar says or, you know, <laughs> what whisper Chris Benoit's name. You know, some of those guys, great suplexers. <laughs> but uh, Kurt Angle was the one that chucked them fucking across the ring. And I love it. It was explosive. It was fast. It was sharp. It had snap to it. And he was trying to bang Triple H's girl, which I loved. I absolutely <laughs> no. loved it. Although I was always like, yeah, Stephanie's right, not that hot. What you about need to stop with the Stephanie shit? <laughs> Sorry, sorry, yeah. sorry. I can't help it. I can't help it. I can't, and I always thought, like, well, isn't you know, Sonny and some of these other girls a little bit hotter? Like, go get one of them. You're an Olympic gold medalist. Go get one. Of, but of course, I was in the story mode. You know, as a 15 year old kid, just loving, loving the hell out of it. <laughs> he was hey, Kate Jabin's hard too. She's a good looking girl. Yeah, she is. Uh, she really is. What about? Let me ask you, Chris Jericho. How much? How much have you had uh, interactions with Chris? I, I wrestled Chris quite a bit at the beginning of my career, and um, him and I have been really close friends for a long time. I actually did his cruise this past year. But I'll tell you something about Chris. He will go down in history as one of the absolute greatest of all time. The kid is still doing it today, and he's as good now as he ever was. Yeah. And it's, it, it blows my mind because my body's so banged up. I'm the same age as Chris. I, I think he's a year younger than me. And him being able to do what he does right now is amazing. It reminds me of Shawn Michaels. And I think someday Chris Jericho is going to be up there with Shawn. It's one of the greatest of all time. Yeah, and he's so good on the mic. I, I love to watch. I, I watch AEW solely to hear him. And he's yeah. a legit rock star. His voice is fucking amazing. Chris Jericho rocks. He can absolutely rock. I love Chris Jericho. Well, well he is. He's a rocker. He, he's in a rock band. Yeah, Fozzie, right? Fozzie, Isn't that the name? So. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he he um when he comes out and he does his spiel, he's supposed to be kind of like the host of the show and you're his guest. That's how he presents himself. And it you know, the whole Y2J thing, uh, that worked really well for him. And uh he he was like, you know, welcome to the Chris Jericho show. I'm your host tonight, and this is what we're gonna do. So that that was kind of his thing, and it worked really well. It really did. Can I ask? your craziest Vince McMahon story, maybe not your best, the craziest Vince McMahon story where he, you're just like, holy shit, this guy's a psychopath. Well, you know what? We were on a flight back from uh, Asia and um, Vince got this um, desire to wrestle an Olympic gold medalist. And, <laughs> oh, um, shit. So what he was doing was he was having females come to me 
and say, hey, Kurt, can you come meet me up front? I want to talk to you for a second. And I'm like, what the fuck is, what do they want? You know, okay, yeah, I'll come up. And I go up and Vince jumps me from behind. So, you know, Vince is, um, let me explain what Vince McMahon, what, what, how he looks at life. He's the kind of guy that wants to, if he's going to get knocked out or punched in the face, he wants it to be Mike Tyson. If he's going to wrestle somebody, he's going to want it to be Kurt Angle. He's going to want the best of the best. He wants to see what it feels like to be on the mat with Kurt Angle or get knocked out by Mike Tyson or whatever it is, you know? So Vince has this desire to, um, you know, get involved in people's uh, careers and, and see what it feels like to be part of it. So Vince, you know, we were on this plane and uh, he kept, he kept, uh, when I go back to my seat, I'd fall asleep. He'd jump on me again. We'd wrestle and I'd pin him again. I'd hold him down and pin him and say, are you good? He said, we're good. He'd go back to his seat. A half hour later, he jumped me again. <laughs> it lasted eight hours. This flight was Shut horrific. the fuck up. And the crazy thing is, at one point, we were near the door where you, if you turn it, you open the door and you, you know, the plane opens up. And we're there and we're hitting the latch while we're wrestling. We're hitting the latch oh and the God. flight attendant's like, hey, you guys need to sit down. The pilot said, if you don't sit down right now, he's laying the plane. Vince says, tell the pilot to go fuck himself. I'll buy the fucking plane. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was crazy. And the, the plane that is was all white beautiful. carpet. There was wine stains everywhere. It was oh just, I can't imagine the cleaning bill Vince had to pay. When we're landing, we get on the runway and you know, the plane's slowing down and Chris Jericho's in front of me and he turns around and says, hey, look down the aisle. And I look down the aisle and Vince, the crazy bastard, is crawling down the aisle to jump me again. While the plane's <laughs> 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 it was a trip that never ended. I didn't know what I, I was going to do. Vince McMahon is freaking crazy. <laughs> is he the, are you the only person that he allowed to really just kick his ass in real life and not on camera? Probably, yeah. Besides Bret Hart punching him in the eye. That is so fucking beautiful. God, that's amazing. Dude, these guys, y'all were wild on airplanes, it sounds like. Yeah, so. You know, so got that big story. Oh, oh yeah, the, the plane ride from hell. Were you on the plane ride from hell, Kurt, on that, uh, in 2000, what was it, two or the, 2001? The plane from hell? Yeah. Yeah. You on, you... Um, I believe I was. Was it the one with, um, was it the one with, uh, Brock Lesnar and um, Kurt, Kurt Hennig, Kurt Hennig wrestling yeah, on the plane. Yes. Oh, geez. Kurt was ripping on Brock, and uh, Brock was getting really mad. I mean, it, it got to the point where Brock wanted to beat the shit out of him, and everybody had to hold Brock back. I mean, Kurt got to him pretty good. You know, he kept throwing pillows at his head and, you know, walking by him and slapping him in the head. Kurt was drunk, so Brock was, like, you know, really pissed and you know, these guys are from the same area, you know, they're from Minnesota sure. and they knew each other really well, but Kurt was fucking with Brock really badly. I thought Brock was going to kill him. <laughs> I, I, well, I think that was the same, same flight when, was Ric Flair, did he? Yep. Yeah, he yep. stripped down. Appar apparently he yep. helicoptered. That was the helicopter. <laughs> and, and 20 years later, the flight attendant so upset about it. Like, I guarantee you, first of all, Ric Flair can get as much tail as he ever wants. He could still do it to this day. I think we all yes, know that. Could. So I don't, I'm pretty sure he wasn't forcing you to do anything. Now, I, I have to say, I'm pretty sure, wild speculation by Kyle here. I'm pretty sure. I don't know that for sure. But uh, yeah, that apparently too, uh, 
uh, Scott Hall got so hammered they had to wheelchair him in through the airport. Yeah, and, I heard uh, about that too, but I didn't stick around. I got off the plane and I was the first one to leave. So, but I so was the was the flight that was. bad? I wanted was, to get the hell off the damn plane. Is what I wanted. Yeah, was it that bad? Was it that crazy? That wild? Or are people making it was much crazy. to do about Nobody it? could sleep. Everybody wanted to sleep, but nobody could because it was wow. so damn loud. I love it. I love it. So who won the wrestling match? Brock or who won who won the fight? Who who won the fight? Brock or Kurt? Well, there wasn't a fight. Uh, you know, Brock, I think, uh grabbed a hold of him, had him in a chokehold, and we we split him up and got him apart from each other. So that's all he got. But Brock would have annihilated him. <laughs> well, Kurt Hennig was Brock's a pretty a damn badass. good wrestler. Wasn't wasn't Kurt Hennig a pretty damn good amateur wrestler himself? I don't know if he amateur wrestler, he might have, being from Minnesota. But yeah. he was an incredible athlete. I mean, yeah. two big dudes. Two big. Well, Brock's a beast. Hey, That's could you imagine? Too. Could you Listen, imagine how have... you feel flying and see like two grown men like that fight? I don't like the fight. I know it was crazy, man. Especially you know, <laughs> uh, I mean, Kurt was in his forties. Like, right. Know, when are you gonna grow up? You know. Right. Yeah, that's so great. So can I ask you just the transition lifestyle-wise, right? So you're an Olympic wrestler. Obviously, you're on a strict regimen, right? You can't – it's not like you're going out and drinking root beer and eating burgers all day when you're winning gold medals in the Olympics. And then you go to pro wrestling where it's this crazy on the road all the time. We're talking about the plane ride from hell where Frick Flair's swinging his dong for flight attendants and Brock Lesnar's choking out Kurt Hennig. Was that a huge adjustment lifestyle-wise? Like, how did that work out? Did it affect you negatively, positively? How was that? Well, you know what? It it is a bit of a shock. You know, uh, you, you know, you weren't used to that, and you know, a lot of people in amateur wrestling don't do stupid shit like that. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. I knew I was coming to a into a whole new world, and uh, I, I wasn't ready for it because you know it, it hit me pretty hard, and uh, you know, I, I, you know, it it was. It was different, you know. I can't even explain uh, the, you know, what I'm talking about. But, you know, the, the the difference between being in real sport and being in sports entertainment are worlds apart, and it's right. just a crazy business. And anything can happen, and anything does happen. You'd be right. surprised at all the shit that occurs. Uh, do we dare ask the craziest backstage scene you've ever seen uh, before a wrestling event? <laughs> do we dare ask? Uh, no, no, I can't really tell you that. <laughs> I still believe it. I'll get in trouble. I ask, I completely understand. Okay, let me ask you this. Kurt Angle, Olympic gold medalist, handsome, obviously, can have any woman you want back then. Was there a WWF diva when you got there? You're like, okay, goddamn, I need to hook up with Sonny or Sable or who was the WWF diva well, where you're like, I think everyone um, loves stable. I think we still do to this day, don't we? You know what? The, the one <laughs> Better be that careful. I was to the most, I'd have to say, is uh, Stacy Keebler and Oh, Stacy Keebler and Tori. Woo! And you know what? I, I like Trish Stratus too. I, uh, yeah. Those girls, they, they were pretty damn hot. <laughs> you know, and, and my wife's staring at me right now, pissed off. Oh, sorry. Did I get you in trouble? <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend's right next to me. I'm in a lot of trouble too. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's not going well for me. Oh, she I'm pretty, fine. She, you're good. Well, yeah, your wife's dead, your right? Wife. You killed your fucking <laughs> wife, right? Of course she doesn't care. Of course she doesn't care. 
Oh, man. Well, Kurt, uh, we appreciate it, man. Uh, appreciate your time with us. Uh, definitely would love to have you back whenever you get a chance. Yeah, and, we uh, need to do this again. I had a lot of fun, guys. I had a lot of yeah. fun, too. And we're a team. We're going to kick the shit out of this college basketball team. We're the only team. Me Let's and you are the it, only brother. team of the field of 64. No I shot. Absolutely love no it. shot. It, it really is. I can't wait to send this out to my friends. Like, this is a big thing for me. I absolutely love everything yeah. you've done, and I'm glad that we're friends. I'm glad you're my boy. I tried to DM you on brothers, Twitter, but I, I cannot I cannot DM you on Twitter. we got to figure that out. Follow me back or so I can DM you okay. so I can chit-chat with you. I'll do it right now. Okay. At DFS Bachelor. I wanna, uh, at DFS Bachelor, even though I'm not much of a bachelor anymore. I'm trying, but, you know. DFS Bachelor? Yep, DFS like da- daily, like daily fantasy sports bachelor. Because I want to be able to message you. We'll go over our picks. We're gonna do some promos. So like we're gonna be a tag team. I can't fucking wait for it. And I love. You know what I'm gonna do? Wrestling. Just just cut cut. You are uh, very pick passionate, video. my friend. Yeah, I'm gonna it. pick videos and just chant. You suck at both of you. We're gonna be <laughs> the goddamn mega power. We're the fucking mega powers reincarnated right now. We just need an Elizabeth. <laughs> we just need an Elizabeth. We're the mega powers, baby. Can't wait. <laughs> Thank you, brother, very much. We appreciate right, you, Claire. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks, brother. All, All right. right. Talk soon. Bye-bye. All right, so that's Kurt Angle's debut on the backdoor cover. Kyle, I don't know what else to say to you, man, other than you brought up who's the hottest woman that he encountered when he was married then and he's married now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You brought up. You, you confused defecating a corpse with desecrating a corpse. Yes, I did do that. That's, that's um, a bad mistake. And I, I feel like I interrupt too much. I need to shut the fuck up. And it's your most a- beautiful moment of this whole thing, though, maybe getting Kurt Angle to fully buy in that Brian's wife is dead. I love it. <laughs> that was the best, man. I like, I, I, I knew the interview was going to go well when he started – playing along with that i was like and he even caught the last one before kyle when i was like yeah i'm fine and he's like yeah where's your wife i mean it was he was great yeah it was a lot of fun man story is a wild fucking i love the idea of vince mcmahon crawling up trying to get behind him to fight him and he just turns around and whoops his ass again and sits him back it's not like vince mcmahon's a small man he's a Big no. built dude, you know. Oh, he's not fucking Kurt Angle. <laughs> no, he's not. And, and that's not a story like we've heard before. Like Never. I loved it when he told that yep. story. We were, I mean, it was genuine tears of laughter. Yeah, I, I loved it. And like well, this, this is this is when wrestling was great, you know. And mm-hmm. like, I, and I'll say, you know, there's an AEW pay per view going on right now tonight, which is outstanding, by the way. Um, I hope we can get back to that because I like pro wrestling when it's good. I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, it needs to be edgy, not like quit catering to kids. I can't, I can't Stop it. Because there's no competition I, now. Like, well, you, hit the, you hit the nail on the head with that. Like, I can't watch PG 13 wrestling. Like, no. it's just not, it's not for me. It's it, it, in so many ways, it's a reversion back to the early and mid nineties, right? Like if you listen to Eric Bischoff talk about when he, when WCW got going, he wanted it to be more real. He wanted it to be adult oriented. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what drew people in. And then what did Vince do? He had to counter that. So you got the attitude era and, <laughs> and it was all so good. 
and it's Chris Benoit's fault. Been... It's Chris Benoit's fault. I mean, let's just call I mean, it what it is. I, can't, I, I also can't believe you mentioned Chris Benoit. That's like I just, third rail in fucking wrestling. I was just whispered it. Well, I was talking about suplexers. He was a fantastic suplexer in the ring. Great suplexer. He was a great so, suplexer. When you think but you know great... who else was? Bret Hart. Yeah, Bret Hart had a suplexer. He had a, he had a fantastic. He did that quick little snap suplex. It, it was a good one. It was great a good one. one. But I mean, Kurt Angle, yeah, yeah, Kurt Angle was that belly to belly where he would grab him and throw him, and they would just fucking. I want to call this for a second with you, Kyle, because I know Brian. We've had these conversations a lot. Kyle, you said on the show that you were you were obviously a Hulk Hogan guy growing up, which sure. who wasn't? And a Macho Man. I love Macho, of course. And then you oh. kind of went to Bret Hart and then Shawn Michaels. Now I will say this right off the bat: I think that Shawn Michaels, if I was doing a Mount Rushmore of wrestling, and we're not talking about like popularity but like of guys who whose work i like sean michaels is number one for me i don't yeah you know, I, I think he has for that too. with any hesitation yeah but i'm still a bret hart guy well of course i love bret hart yeah i mean well bret hart's awesome i mean he was great bret hart's 1997 to me was the single greatest year i think i've ever seen out of a pro wrestler because you had this white meat baby face who was as as much of a baby face as Hogan was in some ways, yep. right? Like Bret Hart was oh, this yeah. good guy, hero, does the right thing, family, all this shit. And Bret Hart turned it in a way that I've never seen anyone do, where mm -hmm. he managed to be a good guy everywhere else and a bad guy in America. Yep. And it was just I thought it was incredible work. I loved and it. He, he and didn't I, like it. The interesting part is he hated that. If you, he hated, you know, he, he hated it. it. He did he not did. want to be the bad he guy did. because he, he took Bret Hart's a guy that really took the history of wrestling, the tradition of wrestling, and his character of wrestling, especially in Canada, very, very seriously. He didn't. He, like, Bret Hart hated the Attitude Era. Bret Hart also, interesting note, is a dual citizen. His mother is from Long Island, where I'm from. So. Bret Hart doesn't have an anti-American bone in his body. It, it right. just was the way right. it worked. But he did it so fucking well yeah. that, like, it it was unbelievable to me the reaction you would see to Bret Hart everywhere else, and then in the United States, and the way he could turn it on and off. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was the greatest year I've ever seen. Well, and I think he was legitimately pissed off that whole year. He was legitimately just pissed off. So well, he had yeah. that he had that real chip on his shoulder. He it's fucking hated. Yeah. He hated Shawn Michaels. Of course, Shawn pissed him off with some of those sunny comments and everything else. Uh, you know, remember he had some sunny days, which was which was makes which what makes it awesome. Shawn was the guy fucking sunny. But but the thing that's way but that's what makes it great is that it's way out of line and uncomfortable, right? When it's really happening, like I mean, I'm not going to mention it here, but I was thinking the end of this show we really should have maybe ironed some things out and got things yeah, real weird up in here because that would be fun content now with the I, two participants. I, you, I was unable to do this interview because I had children vomiting all over the house. Yeah. Had I been on it, the one question I wanted to ask Kurt Angle would be, who is your least favorite pro wrestler you've ever dealt with and why is it Jeff Jarrett? <laughs> of course it's Jeff Jarrett. Oh! <laughs> Jeff Jarrett's married to his ex-wife. Correct. Oh, Jesus. I, uh, I, I, I'm disappointed that I failed to get to that, but, uh, maybe I'll talk about it. Kyle's like, Whoa, that's over the line, man. I, I don't know if I could have done that. It's my new friend, but it would have been fun. It would have been fun. And you know, my that's idea would have like, been fun. Bret you know, my idea would have been fun. It would have been awkward. It would have been awkward. It's very first. The Mountie. The Mountie. Get the fuck out of here with that guy. 
get the fuck out of here with the Mountie. Lot son of a bitch. When they gave him the Intercontinental title, oh my God, I couldn't believe it. The Mountie. The, Brett the Hitman Hart. Uh, Bret Hart was the guy that made wrestling look real. Yeah, exactly. He was the guy that Vince went to because they had the steroid issues with Hogan. So that's sort of why Hogan had to go away. He went you and did Mr. Man. And you can't find a flaw in it. Like you can't find a pulled punch, you know, a kick that's bit off a second too soon. You can watch a Bret Hart match and believe it's real. Yep. Yep. Can and you he, was... he tapped out to his own move though. Well, he, he didn't Shut tap the out. fuck up, dude. You're he so fucking dumb. How dare you? Brian. How fucking dare you? Brett Poor. screwed Brett. But that's why we could no, have been Brett the Earl. Blackjack, Brett. just think about us being the Earl Hebner of the backdoor cover. If Again, I'm not mentioning it, but, you know, we know we have, no. a, couple, we have a thing. How fun and awkward and weird and great content would that be if we were the Earl Hebner while uh, Shawn Michaels and Brett Hart sorted out the screw job in the ring here on the backdoor cover? I, listen, I, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. I, I, first of all, Brian, you're just being a fucking troll. Okay? <laughs> yeah, you are. He's being a fucking troll. To you, He's never tapped. He never fucking okay. tapped. You know he that. Obviously, didn't tap. Okay. Uh, we all know that. Are all, you telling me? Are you telling me Earl Hebner would would say somebody tapped? I don't have to tell you that. Earl Hebner says that. Yeah, Earl Hebner did it. The great okay. Did and that. second of all, I saw, I saw a slight with his, tap. With his of Brett screwed Brett, okay, with him not wanting to give the belt up, I will forever defend Brett Hart on this because of one reason and one reason only. If you have creative control in your contract, then it's fucking your decision. He didn't say, I'm not losing the belt on the way out the door. He said, I'm not losing it tonight to him. That's yeah. what he said. You put another guy in the ring that night, he'll lose it. You want to do it Monday in Detroit, he'll lose it. He wasn't going to do it that night to that guy. This is all hitting really close to home. We're getting close. I also, I, I, I you also, know I'm kidding. Well, I, I'm just talking about all the real life stuff happening outside. That's because like, oh, like this. I can't <laughs> help it. Hart, I view Bret Hart with a very, very sympathetic lens yeah. because. Yeah. The guy's life after that night went to hell in a handbasket. Sure I mean, did. it really fucking did. Like, sure did. he wound up getting divorced. A year later, his brother dies as horrifically as one can die. Oh. He winds up having to retire younger than he ever would have because Bill Goldberg can't pull a kick. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then he suffers a stroke in a bicycle accident and has to learn mm -hmm. to walk again. Like, mm -hmm. this guy's life has been a fucking tragedy since that night. And, like, yep. he, in my mind, Bret Hart is one of the greatest wrestlers who's ever laced up a pair of boots. 100%. 100%. And so when you look at the fact that so many wrestlers die young and he hasn't had that, but the flip side of it is he's had to endure a lot of other shit. Like, his his brothers-in-law have died. His yeah. brother died. Like, all of this shit has happened to him since that night. And it's like, it's just a turning point in his life. It, it's actually crazy. When you go back and watch all those pay-per-views, like, turn on a 1995. W, go to SummerSlam 95. And you're like, dead, 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 yeah. dead ref, dead, manager, dead, uh, girl wrestler, dead. You're like, holy shit. 90% of the roster on that night is now dead 25 years later.
And that's why I say in some ways I view Bret Hart as like a tragic character because he yeah. has lived and that's obviously a good thing. But he's had to deal with tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. Yeah. And it's just a fucking upsetting situation. I don't and know so if we call divorce a tragedy. Bret, D- divorce can be a great thing. Divorce can give you a divorce can be a wonderful thing. I agree. Thing I, I know what my really heart looked like, so I'm not going to say it was the worst thing in the world. <laughs> yeah. His wife now is far more attractive. Um, oh boy. Well, she is. Mm-hmm. I agree, 100. Um, percent But you know, Brett didn't screw Brett. Vince was a fuck. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's tough. You don't want a guy going to another company where you just he his his Brett's idea was we're just gonna lay the belt, I'll just drop the belt at but Raw Kyle, and take off. Kyle, he would have dropped that belt to another guy that night. Yeah, why not? Why doesn't Vince just have some forethought and go, you know what, we're gonna put you against Undertaker? And it's always safe to drop the belt to Which the Undertaker. It would have made total sense since he took the belt off the Undertaker at SummerSlam. Exactly. So right. Undertaker was the obvious choice, but he so, had a boner for Shawn Michaels. Do this. You could even he did. And but Vince Apparently you did too. Kyle, of course Kyle, I did. that's your words. But Kyle, Vince has always had a boner for Shawn Michaels. Yep. Shawn Michaels has gotten away with shit that nobody else in that company ever would. Of course. Of course. 100%. You're 100% right. You're absolutely right. It was, and it was, because Vince is sexually attracted to him. Yeah. I mean, Shawn's a very handsome guy. He's not I so. Think, he's I a little cross-eyed now as he's older. Shawn, like when you watch Shawn Michaels now, he appears like, oh, whoa. He's well, Shawn Michaels cross- now is the fucking. I give him a ton of credit for his transformation in life because. Not many people can do that long term, but yeah, two, two Shawn Michaels for me. Shawn Michaels today is is tough to look at. Yeah, it's not Shawn Michaels that was like on the Maury Povich show. He shaved his head. His knees are all fucking like knock kneed. Mm-hmm. His, his eyes, eyes are, are weird. Yeah, his eyes are weird. Shawn Michaels today is tough to look at. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Kurt Angle looks like he can still go in there and be the champ. Of course he could. He's he really Kurt. does. He fucking really don't like, oh, go in there and kick their ass he right now. He's Kurt Angle. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you tell me, other than Brock Lesnar, who is it not believable that Kurt Angle could beat right now? Exactly, exactly. Nobody. Uh, Brock, The Brock Lesnar thing, so I haven't watched a lot of modern wrestling like we talked about. It's just too childish for me. That's the problem with America. We just keep catering. to Like, when are people going to understand that all kids are are future pieces of shit adults? Like, that's all the kids are. They're future pieces of shit adults. Plain and simple. You know, you're worried about your kids watching a PG-13 product on WWE. They're going in their rooms and watching Pornhub. Yes, exactly right. And some of these <laughs> teach- and like you what, know, you go on doing here? you go on YouTube and they watch a lot of like you know the video games are playing and it'll be some schmuck adult who's playing the game and showing them how to play it and they're cussing up a storm. You know how many times when my kid was when my son was six, seven, and he's like, I'm watching someone play Minecraft. And you have some adult going, oh, this fucking box. And you're like, this son of a bitch knows he's making this video for five-year-olds. But they're swearing a storm. All these kid shows are inappropriate unless you watch, like, the real bad ones. Like, Kyle, it's, why I, it's why I don't refrain from swearing in front of my children. There are certain yeah. words that I can say because I'm bigger than you and certain That's words right. you can't. Yeah. But he's also, he's also got them trained well because if you ask any of his children if daddy says dirty words, they will all immediately be like, no, you would never. That's good. Good. That's good. Okay, I cuss in front of kids all the time. I'm like, if you don't shut the fuck up, you're going on timeout. I'm like, hey, you shouldn't say that. I'm like, my kids know where their bread is butter. Okay, they know it's right here. Mm -hmm. Damn right. So you're going to hear one more funny WNBA story. I knew there was one more that I wanted to talk about. Yes, please. 
Okay. So for a while in the WNBA, you had these two ladies, both fantastic players, Candace Dupree, probably a Hall of Famer. She was married to Dewana Bonner. Uh, or they were engaged in one of the one of those deals. And they were together for a long time. I believe they even had an adopted uh, child together or two. Uh, well, they broke up and Dewana Bonner started. She left the Phoenix Mercury and went over to the Connecticut Sun as a free agent, a big free agent signing for the uh, Connecticut Sun. Well, she starts dating her teammate, Alyssa Thomas. So last year, a year removed from their breakup and they still have an adopted child together, you had Candace Dupree covering Alyssa Thomas, Dewana Bonner and Alyssa Thomas. So you had your ex guarding your sex one year apart uh, right there on the basketball court. Try to try to picture that in any other sport. Let's talk NBA. LeBron James, he's he's uh, him and Giannis just broke up a year ago, and now LeBron's dating Anthony Davis, and then you've got Anthony Davis swatting a shot while LeBron's on the court. Isn't that fucking just beautiful TV? It's worth watching just for that alone. It's the only sport that it happens in. <laughs> I'm just thinking about LeBron and Giannis being together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make a beautiful basketball stars if it could work that way. I don't yeah, like I agree one thing. LeBron's definitely the top. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Gian, Giannis, Giannis is the is bottom. Greek. Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's bottom. the bottom. He's the bottom. He's not even a power bottom. He's just a bottom. He's just the bottom. He's I mean, there's power bottoms. There's power bottoms and there's bottoms. Like Russell Westbrook's a power bottom. hundred percent. He's 100%. Power bottom, a power he's bottom. Generating power. <laughs> yes, he's a power bottom. He's not a top. He's a power bottom. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> on that note, on that note, that'll do it for this week of the backdoor cover. We'll be back next week without Kurt Angle, but with more debauchery and God knows oh, yeah. whatever else. Oh, yeah. So uh, we'll be I'm back getting slipped on maybe, Friday. Maybe Kurt next will Sunday. Come back. Okay, next Sunday shows a big deal. This is the last week I'll be a whole man on Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. I am having my vasectomy done. So I will be a little ginger. I'll be. Can we get some here. videos from the doctor's office from you? I don't know how that works, but I'll try. I don't want your dick in the video. Just you, like how you're feeling. Absolutely, I'll do. I will. Uh, I'll, yeah, I will I do my best. Pre and post op. I'm. I'm already outrageously nervous, and like the comments keep coming in, and you know the one that really got me is uh, uh, my buddy calls and says, you know with all this war stuff going on, if we end up going back to the old, you know, you, we have villages and. We've got to carry on the world. You're going to be absolutely fucking useless in this village because you cannot breed and reproduce anymore after being snipped and you're less of a man. Uh, and uh, Just don't tell anyone. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, yeah, of course I would lie about it in the village. Yeah, we're, gonna, we're just going to keep trying. <laughs> we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep trying. But I will be less of a man, uh, so they say, on the next version of the backdoor cover. And I can't wait. Best of luck to you with your vasectomy, mm -hmm. and we'll talk to you on Sunday yeah. to mm -hmm. let everybody we're out. Thank you to Kurt Angle. Yeah, that was awesome.